3: to deliver effective sex ed in a way that appeals to young people and increases teachers comfort and knowledge with the topic because when i went back to school to do this research only 15% of teachers receive mandatory training in sexual health education across the country of canada probably even lower in the states so we're throwing them into the lion's den i was a teacher i was a high school teacher
2: it is Monday and welcome to the CatNet Unfiltered podcast. And this is a special podcast because Nat and I started The Common Parent way back when, because when we had teenagers, we felt way over our head and like no one was talking about it. Toddlers and the younger ones, everyone had all the conversations and there was books. So The Common Parent is a community that we created for members where they can go and listen to amazing experts. Now, Because we love our community so much, we wanted to bring over some of the experts so you could hear little snippets of them. We bring you one a Monday. If you're in the membership, you know that you get full access to them and you have a whole bunch of library in there. So if you're new here go check out thecommonparent.com. And if you're not, you're going to take a listen to some of the experts that join us. Um, Really, it is about taking tools for your toolbox, quick hits, because a lot of us don't have time for a lot of books. And all the experts are so amazing that learning something that's actionable that day is like, ah, the best. So uh, this Monday, we hope you enjoy our expert and just sit back. Uh, We know it can be overwhelming. We know it can feel like a lot, but with the experts and the community and us, we all can do this together. Take a listen um, to our next expert
0: right after this break. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapists anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/catandnat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp h e l p .com/catandnat. Oh. Hi! Oh, wow. Hey. Oh, guys. Welcome to the Teen and Tween group, the group Just that we needed to time. create because accidentally our children turned into teen and tweens and we had no idea what the fuck we were doing. So we thought we'd bring in experts. And this is Dr. Jess O'Reilly. Friend. Who has been a friend. She is. From the beginning. From the beginning. We did one of our first events. Uh, she was the first person to tell us that you can throw an event and you can actually get a sponsor. Yes. And they can you. were you. actually one of the very few <laughs> who taught us this. Oh, I
3: didn't know that. Yeah. And now yeah. you're much better at that than me. So well it was great insight. Like every therapist we give advice we don't follow? <laughs> oh my not god, only it's so that, true.
0: a small world, uh Jess and I found out that we grew up in the same block. But how do we not play? I mean I love
3: how do <laughs> we not
0: play? Because you were we went to different schools. That's we why did, yeah,
3: and I play I was like more into baseball and like
2: and yeah, you're you're okay, so you're a doctor? Like love. a real doctor, no? No, a PhD. That's a fucking doctor. Yeah, okay,
3: but don't call me if you're heard. That's oh, don't call. call me if you're hurt. Right. All of these like <laughs> left nipple. <laughs> Tork it. Harder. If you don't want brain surgery, don't come to yeah, Dr. No, No, no. Yeah, Most okay. doctors, in fact.
2: Uh, we're we're going to get to it because yeah, everyone's right. got things to do. We could chit-chat forever, and God, this conversation always is so important, but... Um, you have been going into teenage, into high schools and educating teachers and students or do just do teachers on both
3: junior and high school. So my, my doctoral dissertation was actually on training teachers, to deliver effective sex ed in a way that appeals to young people and increases teachers' comfort and knowledge with the topic. Because when I went back to school to do this research, only 15% of teachers receive mandatory training in sexual health education across the country of Canada, probably even lower in the States. So we're throwing them into the lion's den. I was a teacher. I was a high school teacher. And we're throwing Imagine them in- that was your teacher. 12 <laughs> years ago was the last time I, 14 years ago, 13 years ago, 2006 was the last time I taught. Can you imagine? No. So long ago. I
0: know. And now we're old. And now we're old, but you look exactly the same. (laughs) So... Just out of curiosity, do you do um, do you go into middle schools and high schools and drop? Like, should we start hooking her up with yeah, our yeah. schools so, to help our kids? And this
3: is volunteer. Like, if I'm in your city, so I have my, my job is speaking mostly to corporate, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I have all these. Those are for profit. This is my passion. So if, if I can help and if I'm not local, I can probably find you someone else. And okay. as far as talking
0: to teens and tweens, um, so many people have told us about, like, sex and, and, and everything that goes along with that. Kat and I have been open that we have talked, if our kids ask a question about sex, we answer it, we've given them how babies have and all that when we give them books. Yeah, I think and before we talk you go about there, that like what like that's the first question. But hold on, is a lot of parents are like I can't <laughs> it's just interrupting me. Um I can't I have no idea where to start, mm-hmm. when to start, yes. how to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I feel so awkward.
3: I know nothing because my parents never talk to me about it. Right. And um, so it's what age? It's what age do you start? Zero. Zero. So sex ed is not just about sex. Sex is about consent. It's about body image. It's about comfort with your body. It's about loving different shapes and sizes. It's about being free to express your gender in a way that feels comfortable for you. It's about consent to a hug. It's about having agency over your body. So when we think sex ed and I say age, zero, I say day one, it sounds really daunting to people. And I get that. And I love that you said that people feel awkward, people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Listen, I study this for a living. And this is a challenging topic. You know, I can give you all the advice in the world. I tell you what to do, you what to do. But when it comes to applying it in my own life, of course it's a challenge. So the first step is admitting your limitations and saying like, you know what? I'm not fully comfortable with this. And with a 12-year-old, you can even say that. You can Brand say, can say that. you know what? This makes me nervous. My mom never talked to me. Can you imagine grandma talking to me or my father, you know? You can have that conversation and the more real you are, the more responsive they're going That's to be. That's sure. That's
0: a really good way to break the ice. Like, I want to have a conversation with you about this. I feel uncomfortable. I've never had it.
3: Like, but I'm going to I want to share with you what I know and mm-hmm. what I think can help you. And then, if I don't know the answers because I don't have all the answers, I don't have all the answers and I study this That's all huge. day every day let's go to let's find out what the good sources of information are because google youtube have great information and terrible information mm-hmm. and this is a time where young people have more data than ever before access to more information than ever before but what we need to empower them with is the capacity to filter information so we have the accurate stuff and the nonsense stuff and also context because not everything is black and white. Not everything is cut and dry. So I actually broke it down kind of year by year, if you're interested oh, in that. Yes, yes. And, and before you start that, what age are kids aware
2: of... Like, what age in your experience are kids understanding sex that we
3: don't think they are? Like, everyone's like, my kid doesn't know about that. And you're yeah. like, actually, I would disagree. Right, okay, so it could be really, really young, especially if you're pregnant, right? So if you get pregnant, they want to know, how did that baby get mm-hmm. in there? And between the ages of two and five... <clears throat> And again, okay, I'm going to be really clear. You're the expert in your child's development. You know better. So we can give you ranges and you can say, you know what? My child is really sophisticated about thinking about science. Or you can say, you know what? My child really struggles with some of the nuance of these topics. So I'm going to pull back. So you are the, we're just giving you guidelines. Right. So by the age of five... Four or five They can understand The concept of Two bodies come together And one has a sperm One has an egg And the sperm and egg Come together to make a baby Now we are, And of course We want to recognize That it's not always Two bodies coming together Some people It's not It's becoming more and more common For so many yes. of us yes. Right That it's it's IVF Or it's another way But basically A sperm and an egg Come together And if a three year old Says how did the baby Get in there You can say You know what I have an egg And let's just say In the hetero context And acknowledge that Of course not everybody's living in this mm-hmm. context And I can say myself I have an egg. Your, your father has a sperm. but We brought our bodies together, and the sperm and the egg made the baby in my tummy. Like, a three-year-old is going to say, okay. They're not going to say, but how did it get in there? Did the penis go in the vagina? Right. No. We're working at age-appropriate ages. So from zero to two, for example, what you're doing is training yourself. You're training yourself to get comfortable saying, penis, Volvine. that's
2: a really Halturus. hard thing yeah. for people because I think what we're understanding from this team and twin group is that it's like people think they have one talk, so yes. it's like, let's sit down and have a talk, yes. and then I've done that check mark, I've done that right. talk. But I think where people are struggling is that to go from zero to two, from zero to 17, mm-hmm. and fill in all of those with right. one talk, no, is
3: not really enough it's an ongoing talk like any relationship i can't talk to my husband about my feelings once and be like one and done now we got a great relationship right no we have ongoing conversations almost every day about what we're feeling here's the other big thing sex ed is about emotions it's about emotional literacy it's about the capacity to say what you feel so i always give the example of four-year-olds on a playground and i'm friends with you And you're friends with her, but I don't want you to be friends with her. And this happens, right? Right. And so I say you can't be friends with her. Well what what do you have? What language are we empowering a four year old to say, you know what? But I really like her, and I want to be friends with her. And if you don't like her, you don't have to play with her. But sometimes they're going to play with you, and sometimes they're going to play with her. And can you imagine how that translates into potentially controlling abusive, manipulative relationships when they're 15, 16, 35? I see this in 50-year-olds saying, you're not allowed to be friends with him. He's a bad influence on you. Okay, you don't get to set unilateral limits on relationships. We have to have conversations and get at the why. Why am I afraid? And, and not about you and not about him. So if I say I don't want you to be friends with her, uh, I, let's just say I'm your partner, right? I'm your wifey right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? What is my fear? Is my fear that she actually calls me out on my nonsense? Is my fear that you're going to be closer to her than me? And that can be, a you know, you two are really close. Like, I don't know that I have a friendship relationship mm-hmm. like you have. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with being close to someone and even closer than your partner. There's no reason we have to create a hierarchy of relationships. Like can parents (laughs) say, I don't want you close? Oh, so here's the thing. (laughs) thing. If you say that to your child, it is not going to change the relationship. We all know that if we've ever tried to interfere in a relationship, it is never to the benefit of that relationship or our relationship Mm -hmm. with that person. So we can talk here. Number one thing, because this is so much information, ask questions like, why do you want to be friends with this person and when you ask one question i learned this or like sexual. B- b- why do you want them as your boyfriend or girl? right okay. why yeah. and kelly can you look up the name of the educator who was on the podcast who she gave me this advice and you get the name so she gets credit who said you get one question you do not get to pepper your kids or your partner or anybody with 10 questions at a time i get one question and then i sit back shut up listen right? Because let's say you you catch your your teen watching porn or your teen sexting or something that concerns you. We can get to all those topics. Yeah, there it's all here. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. say like, why would you do that? Did you think about the consequences? What were you thinking? Who did you get this from? That is so emotionally overwhelming. Yeah, and you're already in an emotionally overwhelming state, both of you. So you get. So she was saying to me, she's also a I think she's a sex educator, sex therapist, expert in um in teen and child rearing. And I'm gonna give you a a free download from her too because she's really amazing. Amazing. Yay! Um, Yeah. you're you all get a free download of yeah. that one. That's we great. To, we have to get her name. Um, I just want to make sure I get it right and say it right, but this is the thing, one question. Can you imagine how our arguments in our adult relationships, here's the thing with sex ed, when you're learning to be a good parent to teens, tweens, and children around sex and relationships, you actually learn for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? These are not skills our parents passed on to us, and if we want happy, healthy relationships and fulfilling lives, we know we have to bake, break the bad intergenerational habits. Right? The things that I want to learn from my mother because she taught me so much. Mm -hmm. And there are things that I also want to improve upon. Sorry, Mom. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm 2.0. Mary Joy (laughs) 2.0. I think that's great. That's
2: great. Like, I think that that is probably the most valuable thing that anyone could hear. You get one question and step back and listen. Right. Don't. Don't
3: hammer them. That's but too overwhelming. Resource.
0: Melissa Pintor Carnegie.
3: No, it wasn't Melissa. It was the Karen? one in Austin. Karen. Yeah, Karen. Karen B K Chan. No, it was more recent in Austin. You talked to too many people. Yeah, stuff. we interview a ton <laughs> of these people. It was recent in Austin, and she heads oh, up ahead. an organization. We're gonna get that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. So the first one was. So don't. It's if you
2: haven't. If they're twelve and you haven't started, start. Oh yes, and like s- starting Like because I think a lot of parents are sitting there, and this is all a lot of teen and tween moms, so they don't, they've they've passed that, and if they haven't started this conversation yet, like... Is it a sit-down type conversation? Like what, no. what? How? Okay. So it can be a sit-down, but most of us aren't that comfortable. Like, like how do you start? How do you start if you've never done this? You so get in the car, and you're like, like "You guys are always in the
3: car." I know, but they wh- can't get away from Give you. Give us an opening line okay. that yes. they can start. <laughs> Number one, my best piece of advice for talking to young people about any difficult topic, or talking to your partner, is to use popular culture. Watch TV with them, and when you see an interaction, ask them, "What do you think of that? How do you feel about that?" Here's my take on that, but hold your take, all right? Do you have any questions about that? So if you see a scene where someone's pressuring someone into sex, you can ask them what they think, you can give them their listen to them and then give them your perspective. Or if you see a scene where like friends are interacting in a really detrimental way, you can say like, you know, has anyone ever treated you that way? Popular culture is the answer. Popular what if culture you get okay, so I, I'm just plain, I'm not trying yeah, to be difficult, no, please. but what
2: if they're like, Yeah, nothing. Like what yes. if I think that I think what we're trying to do in this whole group is get the communication open mm-hmm. and get parents to feel comfortable with their teens and twenties mm-hmm. and get back to to being like, I love them. I want mm-hmm. to hang out with them. But like, if you have someone where you're just, the relationship is is a bit frayed because you've been battling and yeah. because, you know, they've grown up and they have a boyfriend or girlfriend, like, is it just just start start talking about anything and
3: then get into, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so sometimes, <laughs> first and foremost, shoulder-to-shoulder conversations where they mm-hmm. don't have to stare you in the eye. So you're yes. going for a walk, you're going for a drive. Mm-hmm. Something like that can be a little bit more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be small little things like taking something physical for them to to play with at the same time. So one thing I do when I go into middle schools or high schools is I give them plasticine. And, and my warm-up activity is build a vulva because most people don't know what a vulva I is. I love you. But what I love about this is not only does it bridge a conversation to the fact that we don't talk about female sexuality, female reproduction, female pleasure, but... They get to hold this in their hand and be distracted by it the whole time. So they can listen as much as they want. Because no one wants to be the person that's, like, staring at the sex lady when she comes into school. Right, right? and you're beautiful. So it would be, like, Mm -hmm. double, like, they're like, oh, God, oh, God, she's beautiful. Yeah, so it gives them something to do. So you might give them something to do. Uh, do you have that Dr. name? Dr. Karen Rain. That's what I thought. <laughs> Dr. Karen Rain, we're going to send you the link so they can download this toolkit for talking about Yay. difficult topics to your teens. But I, I think, so number one, it's pop culture. Um, you could also be like, maybe, uh, I, I'm. this is a
2: conversation I haven't known how to have with yes. you yet. And <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with it, mm-hmm. but I, I really, I've, I've learned from Kat and Matt that it's important we have this conversation. So here we go. This is
3: mortifying, <laughs> but what's a Volvo? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Because, so number one is pop Culture, popular culture, number two is blame an expert or like blame a source and say, Good. oh, I read this. I saw this. Totally. I, I read this in a book. Like, and you're right. Sometimes they're just going to shut down, but keep trying. That's your responsibility, right? Keep Trying to talk to them, and if they don't want to listen to you, can you look at other resources? So there are resources online, depending on the age. Like there's a website, there's a web series on YouTube by actually Canadian YouTuber Nadine Thornhill, who you should. Okay, we'll her. get that to She's you guys brilliant. too. You got it's that called, or No, no that one called time. Sex Ed School. Oh, sex awesome. Ed School. Uh, so that's a good place to that's start. So many reasons. Like, Here you go at school. There you go. Go take that one. But the that's reason awesome. I find they're more willing to talk about like characters on TV, yeah. right? So how did? So it's not about me. It's not about my life. It is talking about a third party. Like, you don't want to gossip, obviously, but fictional characters Mm -hmm. to say, like, oh, man, when he spoke to her that way, it just made me, like, feel uncomfortable. And see what they say, Mm -hmm. right? Just keep making this commentary an open dialogue and keep trying. Right. So we've got pop culture, uh, we we've got blame an expert, we've got ask them questions, like ask them if they know. And then I love the, the vulnerability, right? Like if you show vulnerability and you don't act like you know everything, right. they're gonna be willing to do the same, right? And in fact, you might even say in some cases, like you might know know more about this than me. Right? Let's say you're single and dating, they probably know more about the apps, exactly. right? So let oh, them right. be and, the teacher. And Everybody also wants to about, be a Like the
2: lingo, right? There's like yes. things like
0: Olivia today in the car. I assume
3: she knew what horny meant. Oh, she said, "I've never heard that word before." She's ten, and she because where would she hear horny? Like yeah, and it's it's a little bit. I think it might be a bit of an outdated.
2: Oh.
3: Oh, (laughs) I also love um, some of the commentaries. Somebody said they found their lingerie, and that created a whole oh, conversation. Oh, yeah. Why would you That's wear amazing? this? That doesn't look comfortable to go to sleep in. What are right. you using this for? Right. Like, it's but, an
0: outdated word. That's the best thing I've ever heard. They no, keep I, keep I hate the word that. horny. I don't know why. What would like you horny. use? I know, but they were listening to this song, and they used the word horny in it. Oh. But it was an
3: older person who wrote the song, but... What's a new word for horny? It's like kind of in the mood or yeah. I want it or let's like chill a, or like, let a, let's there's, chill. Let me be clear. There's nothing wrong with horny. <laughs> nothing wrong with But a 10-year-old might not know the word horny. But I think it's also a great opportunity because it's not a word they hear all the time right. to have that conversation. And, it's and no big deal yeah. to be horny. I, should I go through these developments? <laughs> yes, stages okay. really quickly? Well, you know what? Why don't we send them out to people
2: because that's oh. a great take home to okay. have them. We'll cut and paste so they can read them. And okay. okay. now we want to ask some juicy
0: questions. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Oh. Now you want to take it away? Well, I i mean, here's when I think it was on here, but a huge one oh. for, I mean, definitely uh, I have three sons. Uh, Kat has a son is about like consent yeah. and how do we teach? Because, you know, my son is saying to me these days, he's like, um, how come I have to be so careful
3: and it seems like the girls can just do anything? Like, that's what he's taking oh, from Oh, wow. That. That's a really important question because you should have to be so careful. I would rather people be almost paranoid and scared and ask first, but it should be across gender. I know. And so we have to be really mindful of not just focusing on boys versus girls when it comes to different topics. The topic should be delivered um, regardless of gender. And so I think that one big thing is just normalizing consent. This has been hard for me because uh, I, I like to hug people. And you know when you know people online and you meet them for the and first you hug time them. and you feel like you know them and you hug them, but I've got gotten in the habit for people I don't know because I made a mistake once of asking, can I hug you? And right, so I have, you know, the privilege of, you know, being a woman, like more people might be inclined to hug me, being the, the more the one in the media, people might be more inclined. But I realized that like, I, I've, I think I violated someone's... What happened uh, once? I just, I... Hug hugged someone who I felt I knew, she's a journalist, who I've worked with for about a decade, and she didn't say anything, but I could tell that she was a little uncomfortable, and from that, and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, imagine how um, this person feels imagine how it would come out like how bad it would be if they said like dr just violated my consent this woman teaches about consent all the time oh my god so i thought and it really hit home for me now i shouldn't have to experience that selfish consequence to feel this but it was an important reminder that i need to just say hey like can i give you a hug right so if i hug you all the time i may not have to do that kelly was there the other day where I hugged my mailman. and he—I thought he was going in for a hug, but he was reaching for oh, my nail But I the know worst. him. That's and then the I was worst. Like, oh my God! Sorry, Mike. <laughs> he didn't feel violated. It was just super uh, awkward. So, so corny. No,
2: I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely so. Not so you start. You start. Obvi. I know that this ask? goes around every holiday season where mm-hmm. you, we force mm-hmm. kids to hug mm-hmm. their in-laws and we force kids to hug people all the time. And I guess that has to stop, like immediately.
3: And can we not just say, like, do you want this? Would you, or like, even with younger kids, like, do you want a high five or do you want a hug? To kind yeah. of give options. Yeah. Not that those are the only options.
2: hope you um, truly enjoyed listening to that expert, because that's what it's all about, is bringing you guys information quickly and easily so you don't feel overwhelmed, because gosh, this parenting journey can feel so lonely and so overwhelming. If you are interested in knowing more about The Common Parent, head to thecommonparent.com. It is just full of amazing, useful, easy information to make you feel a little bit more in control and actually help your relationship with your teen or tween. And to be honest with you, it goes across like all of our relationships because relationships are relationships are relationships. And couldn't we all use a little little bit of help in that area? Um, We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Make sure you go to thecommonparent.com. And again, thank you guys for joining us. Um, Wherever you may be, we hope you have a beautiful, wonderful day or night.